Ladies and gentlemen, the questions you've all been asking are now being answered. Welcome to another edition of It's All About Who You Know, the podcast where influential people talk big topics in sports, faith, and more. Your host is a former Oregon State wrestler. He has a 4.9 star Uber rating and is currently undefeated in his MMA career. Here is Christian Robertson. Hey guys, I know it's been a long time, but welcome back to It's All About Who You Know. We are going to be doing at least one podcast every week, so buckle up, keep your notifications on, go write a review if you have not yet. Uh, This is going to be, I'm super excited. Um, today we've got an amazing guest, a really cool guest. Actually, it's my brother. So maybe maybe the worst guest we've ever had over here at uh, at Barbell Inc. So no, I'm super excited. We had a great conversation. Caden has been through the ringer, guys. If you haven't heard Caden's story, listen. Try to get something out of it. I mean, four years of just things out of his control. The, anything that could have gone wrong really went wrong. Like. Okay, you, you get a knee injury. You get two knee injuries. You get three knee injuries. You have three knee surgeries. And then, oh, you're ready to play? You got to give up two sports just so you can focus on one and, and so you can heal because you physically can't do them? Okay, great. Your team gets uh, in trouble for a, uh, a recruiting violation, which was not even true. Okay, you don't get to play for a state title that year. Okay, well, we'll come back next year. Oh, the world shuts down, and then the governor decides to do unprecedented shutdowns for an unprecedented, unspecified amount of time. Great. So I got to speak with my little brother a little bit uh, today on the podcast, just talking to him about his story, his life, maybe encourage him a little bit. I don't know. You'll have to listen and see. But just hearing you know, all the things that he's done and he's continuing to do, it's just amazing. It's inspiring to me. Just this last year, just him growing in his faith, him growing in his walk with the Lord, him growing as a man, as a person, uh, being more bearable to be around has just has just been awesome. And it's so cool to see, you know, just him become a young man and a young adult and the things he's doing. So we're going to get into that. There's just a few things um, I want to talk about first. A uh, good family friend of ours, John Orris, just passed away from COVID. Um, it's been very tough. He is, um, he's, he, he was a really good friend. Um, or I'm sorry, he, his son was a really good friend of Cole's, my youngest brother. And, um, and he just passed away 44 years old, my mom's age, really healthy guy. Um, and, uh, he's leaving his, uh, his wife and kid here. Um, it, it's just, it's a tough, it's, a, I'm, I'm trying to come up with words, but I don't really have any. Um, you know, they were not expecting this. Uh, I'm not even 100% sure that they had life insurance. So there's a GoFundMe page. I'm literally on it right now about to give. If you guys could, I will leave a link in the description below. If you guys could go help out. I, I think they're asking for funeral help. Um, but, yeah, I'll just read this uh, update this morning, August 2nd. John passed away. He fought with everything in him. Please be praying for John's wife, Heather. So Heather is the one that you guys can be praying for. And um, Elijah is his son. Heather and the rest of the their family, uh, they are organizing a celebration of life for John. Anything you can donate is more than appreciated. And then 
the GoFundMe goes on to talk about um, just just some of the updates and stuff that we're going on throughout. So if you guys could, if you could just go give like five bucks to that, just to help that family out. Um, that's something I'm very passionate about right now. And that's something that uh, I, I feel like promoting on this podcast. Um, if you guys haven't yet, go over to my YouTube channel, Christian Robertson, doing some cool things over there, vlogs every week. Again, not a specified time, just kind of whenever I get them, but trying to get one out at least once a week. And uh, doing a lot of training with um, with some big name athletes right now. Maybe if you see some of my shorts, you'll see who that is. And just you know, go over there, turn the post notifications on, stay posted on that. Sorry, try to show some love over there, and um, share this podcast if you get something out of it. Go leave a five star review. Uh, without further ado, though, let's get into it. All right, we got the big dog, Caden Robertson, in the house. What was the final score of that game? 43 last nothing? night yeah last night uh 12 you had a you had a big tackle huh i saw that yeah did you get to watch it i watched a little bit of the game i, I went out and door dashed for a little while um but yeah i got this i got to see you play i had to look i forgot i didn't ask what your number was so i was like watching the game and i'm like oh wait i don't even know what my brother's football number is yeah number 14 i tried getting eight like i had in high school but uh right. i was too young too young for that Oh, somebody else already had it. Yeah. So it's yeah, funny because the kid that got it, the kid that got it actually just got declared ineligible, and it was, it was kind of a crappy deal because his uh, is like completely out of his hands. It was, it was the, it was the fault of the counselors and stuff. That's what he told me at least. But yeah, well, go ask the counselors, then ask the administration, and then, and then maybe you'll get some semblance of what the real story is. You never know with those things. Yeah. So. Well, that's unfortunate. Um, now you don't get the number eight. Yeah. It's all good. So how's your day going, though? Good. Cole and Maddie are here. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just woke up, watched church, and then, uh, and then yeah, just kind of uh, been sitting around all day. How was church? What did they talk about? Uh, well, so they're – they actually talked it, it glitched out in the in the middle of it um but they actually talked they're trying to raise uh you know 5.3 million dollars to to build another church and they they got all these uh targets they got to hit and they've already raised like 807,000 so why are they trying to build another church just because space and stuff or what yeah i don't know just to just to have another uh building just to have another location but uh seth seth's uh there we go there we go that's i think that's good don't you yeah okay but uh what i was saying is seth's yeah seth's son uh jude he uh his surgery went well because you remember how he was getting that brain surgery yeah he was kind of yeah he was real upset but it went well and he uh he his last surgery was on Wednesday, and then uh, they let him out of the hospital Thursday, and then they flew home Friday. But yeah, everything went well. That's good. Good prayers answered. Uh, yeah, our uh, one of our pastors, our assistant pastor, or associate. What's his title? Associate pastor, assistant pastor. I think so. Yeah, he's like he's not the lead pastor, but he's no. right below. He's the next guy in line. Yeah, his son had brain surgery. So if you guys could be sending up prayers 
for that. Gosh, I just ran a little bit and I don't like running. And now my, I had some cheese yesterday. I had some queso. And so I'm like all stuffy and running is not my, my friend. If, if you know me, you know, running is not my friend. So is it so hot in Vegas? September. Oh my gosh, dude. It is. How hot is it right now? The only good thing about it is it feels like whatever it is. So it's a hundred. And then if you go down, it feels like a hundred, like there's no humidity at all because we're in a desert, but yeah. it doesn't really matter when it's 115 and it feels like 115. Like it's still, it's like, okay. It's still 115 in September? No, it was, it's like a hundred. Um, this says a hundred. This says 104. Yeah, it's, it's so stupid. It's, it was, I'm not kidding you, Caden. There was the month of July. I don't think there was a single for like 20 days. I don't know the numbers on this. Don't, uh, don't comment if you're listening like, oh, no, that's not true. It was this. But I don't think there was a single day for like 20 days, like a single second of a single day where it went under 100 degrees. <clears throat> and that includes nighttime. Really? It was so, it was crazy. It was like, it, yeah, it was, it was horrible. It was awful. Yeah, man. I, I, are you acclimated to it yet? Is your blood thinned or what? I don't know. I mean, it's still, I mean, I was out working every day in long sleeves. So pants and a shirt, I'm sure at some point in my life, I'm like, how did I do that? Because I'm going to be, you know, like outside just being in, you know, no shirt or whatever. And be like, how did I work in this? This is terrible. I'm going to sit, I'm going to get in the pool. You know, what's crazy is that it's funny you mentioned the pool, but dude, when you get out of the pool, it feels like it goes from like 115 to 15. Like it, it's so cold. It's weird. I'll tell you one of the best feelings is when you get out of like an ice bath or like an ice tub or a cold body of water and you get into yeah. the heat because it could be like 30 degrees out or not 30, but it could be like 70 degrees out, which is relatively cool. And if you get out of like 50, 60 degree water, it feels unbelievable. Yeah. So uh, did you want to recap what if? What did you think about what if? You've been watching what if. For those of you yeah, that don't do know. It. Okay, well, let me, okay, for people that don't understand, I, th I think. Play the intro. Yeah, That's all you need to know. Play the intro. Play the intro. Um, I think we should describe the Marvel multiverse for people that I don't know if people don't understand. I know people in our family don't like, like Andy will pretend to understand. And then it's oh, like, yeah. Andy's, he's like, he's so, like the biggest wannabe nerd of all time. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like, uh, it's like we're in the movie and everyone's quiet. It's like, when you have a question, you're like, yo, what just happened? And Andy's like, dude, what just happened there? It's like, Andy, be quiet. Okay. We're in a movie. Did you not listen to the rules before the movie started playing? I'll tell you, one of my favorite things is going to a comedy with Grandpa and hearing his laugh when nobody else is laughing. Oh, remember, remember uh, the uh, the Elton John thing we went to on that cruise that one time? And he was just, he said one joke, and no one else was laughing in the auditorium. And Grandpa was like, ha, 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 ha. And, the, guy, and El, the Elton John impersonator looks up and is like, Okay. <laughs> you remember that? No, but I, Grandpa, if you're listening to this, uh, <laughs> we love you. 
but yeah. this is just funny. We got to pick at you a little bit. No, but I remember one time on the cruise, we went to Jersey Boys. <laughs> it's like a three-hour-long show. And it's Grandpa Rick, me, Christopher, Lydia, and then Mom and Dad. <laughs> and, and throughout the duration, like the first hour, Mom and Dad left. They're like, hey, tell Rick we're leaving. Because I think Grandpa wanted to go. <laughs> And oh, so, Grandpa was upset about that deal. I can guarantee. He's like, "Is it leaving?" And so it gets, just, it, gets just him, it gets to him, and they leave. He's like, "Whatever." And I'm thinking, like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, I felt like I was in like war or something. Everybody's just getting picked off, you know. At, at some point, you just got to run the other way. And then Chris yeah. and Lydia leave, and Grandpa Rick, you could just tell, is like, and I'm in my head. I'm like, I'm not leaving. I I, I hate this show more than anything, but I'm not gonna leave. I kid you not, Caden, 30 seconds later, I was like, I got to get the F out of here. <laughs> so I told Grandpa, I was like, I got to go. I got I to gotta, gotta go. I got a date or something. I don't remember what was going on. I lied. I lied my butt off. I was like, oh, I got I got something to do. Yeah. yeah. It was dude, horrible. Dude, he's, like, he's got, like, way different, like, interests, like, because yes. he's old-fashioned. Yes, but yeah. He's real different. Um, but, no, so, okay, so the Marvel – so there's a lot of people – okay, so – all right, so to go full circle, the multiverse in so the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the movies are starting to get into the multiverse. Basically, for those of you guys that don't know, the multiverse is just the author's ways of writing a new story. But in Marvel, in the comic books, the way they preface that is that it's alternate universes, and every universe, uh, every decision you make branches out into two. Um, it's or branches into another universe where you make the decision, and then the one where you didn't make the decision. So there's infinite amounts of universes and the multiverse is just um, the culmination of them. And they're going through and doing all these storylines. Now they're gonna start branching. And if you watch the uh, Spider-Man trailer, you would have seen that they brought back Dr. Octopus. If you watch Loki, there was just one universe that was isolated by Kang the Conqueror or the one who remains, <clears throat> but he died. So now the multiverse is started again and they're going to start doing some interesting stuff with that but so that's what what if that's kind of the premise of what if it's all these other alternate storylines which i'm super pumped about i mean they've been awesome so far uh i hope they make some where like thanos wins or i don't know they're they're pretty cool what, what do you think what do you think about the most recent one i thought it was the, i thought it was the best one i mean and i liked the thing i liked about it is you're gonna make a what if like why not do what people like wouldn't want to see in the movies like you know what i mean like and he basically lost like he didn't save christine mm -hmm. he didn't here the spoilers are going but uh he didn't save christine yeah, he was the first one to interact with the watcher which was really cool well uh, that, i kind of wonder what's going to happen with that like are they going to make is the watcher gonna, because in the comics the watcher does interfere yeah, and remember Ultimate Alliance? I know this isn't in the comics, but, like, he interferes and helps them. Yeah. But, so uh... Um, you were talking about... He, yeah, I was done. I mean... Up, oh, I thought it was just... He ended up... Oh, yeah, yeah, what I was saying was, I think it was cool, like, like that you didn't get the ending you really wanted. Like, you wanted him to save Christine, but he doesn't, and he doesn't... Like, his whole world, like, dies because of him. It was... I thought that was cool. It was cool. I think what if, because with, I feel like with movies, you got to offend as many people as, or as little people as possible. Um, yeah. And so they have to write the storyline that the most people want to see. 
Like, I was a Team Thanos. I almost made T-shirts saying, like, Team Thanos. I wanted Thanos to win. I thought that would have been so cool because nobody's ever done that. But with movies, you just have to be predictable, right? And so yeah. What If is giving the ability to, to basically, like, have these storylines that almost like uh, – like these, not what's not sadistic. What's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, I don't know. There's a word I'm thinking of that starts that has comment below what you think it what it is. Um, but like almost like these, like bad storyline, like these storylines that don't go with the norm, like that people have, right? And so yeah. it was kind of cool to see. I thought I thought the episode before was really cool. How they killed off all the Avengers before they became. The Avengers, like I thought, that was just a really like dark kind yeah, of. Yeah, they just got picked off one by one. Well, it's just like they never got their due. Like at least yeah. Hulk and Iron Man like had kind of their due, but Thor like just gets killed. I mean, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, dude, that was uh, that was crazy. But you were saying how uh, like you they make the storylines to get what the fans want or whatever. But that's I think that the. Uh, if you really think about it, like them making Infinity War and then Endgame, that was cool because we did get to see Thanos win for like, you know, a period of time. And I think that was cool. You know what I mean? I Yeah. I'm. Do, oh, oh, next week's Thor, right? They've got a storyline on Thor. I don't know. Is it? Yes, it is. Just looked it up. That'll be cool. What did, did you, did you watch the Paul Woodley fight? Yeah, I did. What'd you think about it? Uh, I was glad that one judge gave it to Woodley. Um, I don't, I don't, I just, I, I wanted, I wanted to see him win. I didn't think there was, I didn't think there was any way. I don't like, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Tyron Woodley. Uh, he's got his opinions and good for him for sticking up on him, but I'm, I'm not a big fan of Jake Paul either, but I'm also like kind of a sadistic person and I like, picking people that nobody wants to win like I'm team Thanos baby all the way like I I hope they make another movie where Thanos win. I hope it was all an illusion like I hope he was using the power stone or whatever to trick everybody into reality stone. <coughs> but um, I think what people don't realize about Jake Paul because people think he's a YouTuber Jake Paul was a very good athlete in high school and I know people are gonna say oh good yeah, athlete. he was a wrestler wasn't he yeah, he, he placed at the state tournament in Ohio, which is a very tough state. His brother, I think, got third and went on to wrestle at the University of Ohio. But the thing people don't understand is this is a 16, 17-year-old kid that became famous before, you know, while he's 16, 17 years old. And we know, like, fame is a bad thing for young people. And so he's still a competitor at heart. Like, he still has a desire to compete. And he's found something that he likes doing. And he's picking the right matchups to progress him throughout the sport. I mean, this is whatever. I hate when people are like, oh, he needs to fight a real boxer. There's real boxers that don't fight real boxers. Like boxing, I think this is funny. It's funny to me, and I'll let you talk here in a minute because we're going to talk about kind of your story and um, with football and injury and California and all this stuff. But yeah, the sport of boxing is the most corrupt sport in the world. Like some decisions that go like certain people's ways are absurd. And plus anybody can get to 20 and 0. Like if you want somebody to get to 20 and 0, they will. 
Nobody fights who they're supposed to fight. Joshua and Fury should have fought like 10 years ago. They haven't fought. <coughs> Guys will fight tune-up fights before their fight. Um, and if you have more than two losses on your record, you're a bum. Like they pad people's records. So for people to say, oh, Jake Paul is fighting. As far as I'm concerned, Jake Paul's had some of the hardest first boxing fights that anybody could have. You know, he fought an Olympian. He fought a multiple-time world champion in the UFC. And and then he fought two guys that, you know, shouldn't have been in there with him. But still, I mean, that's those are tougher guys than anybody else has fought in their first couple of pro fights. Am I wrong? I mean, I don't feel like I am. Yeah, I'm not uh, too educated on boxing, but uh, I mean, I think with I think definitely Tyrone was his toughest test. I mean, I, I mean, you said you said he fought an Olympian, but he fought an Olympian that was <laughs> in a different sport and who really has you know if you watch Ben Askren's fights, he's really not <laughs> he's not a, an expert striker by any means, and he has never won a fight using his striking. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I uh, yeah, like I said, I don't know much about boxing. Um, I think the thing that bugs everybody is that he's making more money than them, and he's making the sport entertaining. Yeah. I think Jake Paul will change the sport of boxing for the better. Yeah. So it's interesting. But okay, so what I want to get into, I want to talk to you because I don't like how he's taking, uh, taken away from MMA though. Like he's he's kind of he's kind of shooting at Dana and the UFC. A little bit, and I don't like that because. Well, it's the, uh, it's the Stone Cold, you know, it's it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm, you know, I'm not with the heels. I'm not with the good guys. I'm in my own. I'm on. I'm in my own little court, you know. Yeah. And I love. I love it. I think it's great. It was funny because, uh, Jake, was on Ariel Hawani's show, and Tyron, and he said something about fighting in MMA. And most guys, you know, they're like, oh yeah, I'll fight. Is it? Is it cut now? A little bit, yeah. Uh, is that my – okay. Um, most guys – well, if we have – if it's blank for a minute, that's okay. But uh, most guys are like, oh, yeah, I'll fight you in MMA or do this or whatever. And they ask Jacob – but they never do. And they ask Jacob about it. He's like, absolutely not. He's like, why? He's like, because I'm not an MMA fighter. I'm a boxer. Yeah. I thought that was hilarious. I was like, that's such a great like, – good for him for not falling into – like, biting the bait. Why is my – That trap, like, yeah. Is, is my screen not working? Yeah, no, you're frozen, like, with his face. Uh, am I frozen? No, you're not frozen. Yeah, no, you're frozen. Face is frozen. Huh. It's weird. Well, we'll keep doing the podcast and whatever. Um, oh, no, but what Here, I wanted to catch up. What I wanted, yeah, it'll be fun. What I wanted to get into is just kind of your experience because, you know, you're playing college football now. Um, you're getting some yeah. playing time at a pretty good school. Um, but it has not been an easy road outside of COVID. And so, okay, talk about this, because I'm thinking of the timeline right now, and I'm trying to remember. Because when you were young, we, I mean, we were like, okay, Caden's going to pick what Division One sport he wants to do. Yeah. And athletically and work ethic wise that should have been the reality <clears throat> between football wrestling and baseball but you had to give up wrestling and baseball um talk about some of the circumstances 
for that? Because you had to give up wrestling and baseball your freshman year, right? Yeah, so it was uh, – so I had my freshman football season, and then and then I go I go straight into wrestling right after. I mean, it was like, you know, I had my last game, and I think uh, maybe four days later I was in the wrestling room. <laughs> and you did that. You, you know what that's like. But uh, so anyway, I'm wrestling – I win the spot, uh, the, the the 170 spot, uh, and so I'm wrestling 170, and I'm doing well throughout the entire year, and then, and so I'm at the uh, the big qualifying tournament, right, uh, for for first the state tournament in California. If you don't know, um, like the state tournament in California, it's you wrestled in Missouri, and there's there's four classes. There's you know 1A, 2A, 3A, and and 4A, but and each state differs. I think uh, Pennsylvania is three, or and I think Ohio Ohio might be three or four. I'm not sure. Um, but California, there's one. So there's one state champ for 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 the weight classes. Um, so if you win state, you're you're the you're the champ at that weight class in that state. So I uh, so yeah, I'm in the I'm in the the semifinals right at the at one of the qualifiers. And I was doing well. I, had, I I drew the two seed in the semis, and so I'm doing well. It's a good match, and and uh, so I stand up, you know, try to to get an escape, and so he body locks me, right? And uh, and so I'm turning, and he lifts a little bit, and my knee, my left knee, just buckled, and so I fell. And there's a video of it. I mean, my knee just completely, I fold right over the top of it. So I end up tearing the the, the the MCL, the meniscus, and then I partially, I partially tore the ACL that time. I didn't have, that didn't have to be repaired, but, uh, so yeah, I go in, I have that surgery. Uh, I'm not allowed to walk for about a month. And then, you know, it's really kind of a three, three, four month recovery. So I can't play baseball. <clears throat> so they're like, yeah, you can be here, whatever. And, uh, so, I, you know, I, I kind of bite the bullet and I sit on the bench, you know, and, and cheer the team on for the baseball team. And then, uh, so, and then I go back and then I'm healed up. So and by that time it's football season again. And I'm, you know, I'm getting ready to go uh, fight for a starting spot as a sophomore. I was 15 at the time. And so I, I end up winning the spot, right? I have a, have a, actually, I mean, for a sophomore at that level, I actually had a really good season. And then, and then you get in, you get into playoffs, and uh, we, we end up playing the. Do you remember when we we played St. John Bosco, the number one team in the country, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we end up playing them, and then that we, wasn't a clo- that wasn't a close game, if I remember. No, no, it wasn't. It's was good <laughs> though. We got, year, got the experience. The year, no, but that was the year that you made the winning tackle to beat Mission, right? Yeah, I actually forgot about that. So. So it was. So Mission Viejo has has dominated San Clemente for the last twenty years up wasn't until it, this point. Yeah, wasn't it eighteen years since San Clemente beat Mission Viejo for league? It was nineteen. Oh my gosh! And so you were you were fifteen at the time, right? Yeah, I was fifteen at the time. And so were you the youngest person on the field? Uh, yeah, definitely. Because Mission Viejo, just to put it in context, Mission Viejo was ranked nine in the nation. Uh, thirteenth in the country. Yeah. Yeah, some said nine, some said thirteen. I think one said eleven, but all of them Any, had it. Either way, they were up there, and they all of them had it. Oh, my elbow! Funny bone. That's not funny. All right, so if you guys are watching, 
Um, my camera died, so I had to switch to my other angle. That's why you have different camera angles. But if the lighting isn't great, I'm sorry. Go. Oh, it's good. Get over it. Um. So yeah, we're. So uh, it's our defense was. So at the beginning of the year, our defense wasn't very good, and our offense was really high powered. And then, and we were losing games because we were getting scored on. And then, uh, and then down the road, like our starting inside linebacker was a stud. Uh, he ends up getting hurt, and so I kind of I move over from the weak side backer to the to the strong side. And I kind of fill that role as that leader, and I'm 15, and I'm, you know, tr trying to command one of the best teams in the country, high school football teams in the country. On I remember. The I remember when that happened because it was like the second or third game, right? You had your 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 guys starting linebacker who was a stud. What was his name again? I can't remember. Rob Farney. Rob Farney. Yeah, um, he was a stud, but yeah, yeah he's he really hurt. good. And I remember you weren't starting at the beginning, right? Because you got taken out and they put somebody else in. Yeah, and, I didn't start that game. And I remember that because they were – were they rotating you and somebody else? I can't remember. But Rob Rob went in, went out, and that wasn't your position, right? No. And I remember – because he probably had a backup, right? And I remember you just ran out there and said, no, I'm playing Mike. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean there was – it was that or – it was that or – you know, another kid and, and, uh, and I was the better option. So, but, uh, and there was no, there was no decision to be made. I, I made it. And, um, Hey, and honestly, that's a good test to life. Like sometimes the opportunity comes when you take it, like when you, maybe you're not the guy, but somebody might stand back and say, obviously you were the guy. I'm not saying that, but somebody yeah, might no. stand back and say, all right, let's see what they do because they took initiative and that's how a yeah. lot of people get their opportunities. They're not the most qualified, but they're the ones that take the initiative. So continue. Yeah. Story. And so I remember he goes down, right. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was right. It was right at the end of the quarter, I think, I believe. And so our inside linebacker coach <laughs> called us all over the rest of us. And he's over at the trainer and he's getting his, he's in agony or whatever. He just blew his ACL. And uh, he's like, listen guys. And there's, you know, five of us, five, six of us that are there. He's like, our dude is down. Like, our stud is down. Like, what do we do now? I was like, you still got one more, dude. You still got one more stud. Uh, it's, and uh, and so I, I stepped back in there. And and at that point, I just – it was uh, it was a different – it was a different game. Like, you know, there was no more – there was no more time to be afraid. There was no more time to be hesitant. Uh, it was just, you know, you got to go and you got to do what you can to help your team win. Mm -hmm. Well, and, I, think, uh, I think, okay, continue your story, but I think there's a vital piece of the story that you might miss, but I want to see if you, you take on it. Because it, this, this sophomore year, you guys beat Mission, right? Yeah. Mission was the number top 15 in the country. Yeah. And so go ahead, finish your story. We'll get to you, be, you guys beating Mission. Yeah, so we end up uh, – we actually end up losing that game after he went out, but I remember it was just, it was a, it was a really good game. And then, you know, I think I kind of earned that trust of the coaches back of uh, the D coordinator and, and the inside backer coach. I kind of earned that trust and, you know, I, I stepped into that role. I did what I could. And, and so we go down the road, we go down and next, next week. And uh, we got a, we got a tough game that we, they got, um, it was Corona Del Mar. They, I remember they had, uh, they were at junior, they were juniors at the time. Uh, they had, had, if you guys that are listening, if you know who Ethan Garbers are, Garbers is, you follow the elite, the elite 11. He was in that. I think he, he got fifth. 
And then they had a, a top 100 receiver in the country. His name was, uh, was it John Humphreys. He's a big kid, 6'6", and, you know, uh, 215, but he was fast. And and then they had a tight end. I think his name was, uh, was it Mark Mark Redmond? He uh, he was a stud, too. So, I mean, it was like a – it was a triple-headed monster on offense. Right. And so uh, we go they in and – Four-star recruits, weren't they, at the time? Yeah, yeah. Three or four, yeah. And uh, and so we go in and we're we're winning this game right up until the last second. I remember it. I was like, uh, that was that was probably my best game of the season, or one of the better games of the season. Um, yeah. And so we're winning up until the like with five minutes left in the quarter, right? And it they're they're driving. I think it's three minutes, uh, two minutes, one minute, and they call a. They call it gold coverage, which was our man. And so I have man on the back, right? And so I was like, I'm not happy about that call. And so I, sw- I swing out with the back because I'm running with him, which leaves the middle of the field wide open. And they put they just put in a, a backup safety. They took our starting safety out and put a backup in. And, I mean, they're in a red zone. And they throw a touchdown right over where I should have been. And so we're down – by we were winning by five so we were down by two we ended up losing the game our field our kicker missed the kick I think so we ended up losing the game it's a heartbreaker it's like come on I mean especially against a team like that like we I mean we had them on the ropes and like we should have gotten we should have gotten that win and so it's like what and then and then after that it was like no more our defense started playing lights out like we just we started rolling over people and then uh and so we're we're go through league play right we got three league games each year and so we beat we beat the first two opponents pretty handily and then we got mission and uh and so it was like you know they're talking like oh we're we haven't been beat by these guys in however long and did somebody okay did somebody get like a was there like some instagram stuff that went on with mission two yeah, they're just they're just not I I I just don't like them. They're they're okay. always cocky and and I'll tell you a story about this year when we beat them again. Uh but Okay. We're on sophomore um, year right now. Don't get ahead of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> but um so yeah, we we're we're getting in and so it's it's a it's a tight race for a while. And but it's really just kind of our defense is really just kind of beating on them like I mean we're we're making a kind of a, a statement and well you held them to 13 didn't you we held them to oh, 20 20 they 20. scored right at the last second to almost tie the game so our defense is is playing really well um and our offense is our offense is scoring our our quarterback who was a stud he ended up committing to Oklahoma State that year um but he got knocked out cold and so is we lose him up? yeah so we, yeah, he's at USC right now. He's like, I don't know what he's doing, but uh, he uh, he got knocked out cold. Ooh. And so we're like, what do we do now? So we put our backup in and we just, you know, kept going to work. And we're like, well, they're not going to let us phase us. So, so anyway, they, it's 20, it's 21, uh, it's 21, 14 at the time. Yeah. What was your guys' record at the time? Um, I think you guys seven, 
You guys seven and three. seven and three. Three. So you guys are seven and three. Mission's undefeated, right? Ten and zero. Yeah. Nine, nine and zero. And they were the number one or number top fifteen in the nation, number one ranked team yeah. in the league. And you guys haven't beat them in in nineteen years. Nineteen years. And you're the youngest kid, maybe on the field. Not just. Oh, I definitely on the field because they because the sophomores that they I think they only had two sophomores starting. Uh, yeah. Two or one or two, uh, but they were definitely they're a good they're two years shirted. older than me. You know how that works. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, they're redshirted. You <laughs> know how that in works. California, uh, they gray shirt and red shirt, so you don't start your freshman year of high school until you're 17. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Uh, so they they score right and mm-hmm. and uh, and so it makes it 21-20, and then we get a so they're going to kick the PAT. We get an offsides penalty, moves them half the distance to the goal. They're like, we're going to go for the two point, try to win this thing. I remember they put this bit, they put the the kid who's actually, he's playing linebacker at Oregon state right now. Um, Yeah. But uh, they put him at, as running back. And so they, they try to run it up the middle. I remember, I just remember like the parting of the red sea. And I was like, I'm taking it, dude. I shot through there and I, uh, and I made the play, and, and you know they gave it to the senior D lineman who touched his foot. But it's all good. Everyone knows. No. Everyone who knows football, no. know what a- anybody that watches that play and sees the senior lineman touch his foot, and then sees Caden Robertson smoke the guy at the line of scrimmage, knows who got the tackle. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but that was honestly, if you could, if you could have one play to define your high school career. Would you? Would it be that play? Like favorite play? Maybe not defined, but favorite play of your high school career. Would it be that one? Most memorable. That's definitely up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that the the fact that I didn't get the credit like I should have for that one kind of diluted it a little bit. Um, I made really quite give a few. Tackle to somebody else. Yeah, they gave it to Ryan Altman. Um, Sorry, Ryan. You didn't get the deck. Yeah, no, you're me and him are boys, but uh, you know. But you didn't uh, get the deck. Yeah, you, you make that play. If that's not for me, you're they score that touchdown. But you anyway, get, or that it's two. It's like points. Stu says, you'll get that on these big jobs. Oh, Stu called yeah. Stu, <laughs> Stu texted me the other day. Stu, I gotta pick on you a little bit. He texted me the other day and he's like, because that's like one of Stu's jokes. It's like you get that on these big jobs because he works at a rice mill. And uh Stu's our cousin. And and one of the like sayings is, you know, if something goes wrong or if something's not going your way, it's like, hey, well, you'll get that on these big jobs. And Stu texted me about a uh, a friend of mine um, that he's like, hey, ask. Uh, okay, I'll just say it because I, I don't want any assumptions. He texts me about my girlfriend Michelle, and he's like, hey, ask Michelle about uh, her friend so and so. And I'm like, whatever, I'll text him or I'll text her. And so I text Michelle, and she's like, oh, yeah, that's so-and-so. She's got a boyfriend, and I text Stu that. And he's like, well, you'll get that on these big jobs. Uh, that's funny. Dude, <laughs> that, like, oh. that kid is – he's a – like, I've met funny people, and, like, there's funnier adults that I think I've met. Like, I would say, uh, like, David Lee's probably one of the funniest, like, just <laughs> guys I've ever met. And then I met this guy. We were going dove hunting down at El Centro. His name was Bobby. <laughs> I mean – I could I, I don't know if I've ever laughed that hard. I mean just and he's not the, the thing that makes him so funny is they're not trying to be funny. David's probably trying to be a little funny, but he's still oh, funny. 
but Stu, as far as like, you know, someone that's under the age of 30 is the funniest kid I've ever met. I just can't, I can't help but laugh when I'm around him. I don't, you know, I what don't I mean? know. I don't know if he's the funniest person. He's not like crazy funny. Like I couldn't see Stu doing like stand up or anything, but yeah. Stu is just, I think it's because we don't see him very much. And so we're already yeah. like smiling. So anything he says, it's like, you know, yeah, like, yeah. I, I'm like that with Gus. I think Gus is funny, but if anybody heard Gus talk, they'd be like, this guy's stupid. <laughs> so You won't be able to say, see this. He's at, he's at boot camp, so we're good. Yeah. Uh, he still listens. He, he's my co-host, man. Once he graduates and he's done, he'll be my co-host again. He's doing really good, though. Um, yeah, prayers go out to Gus. He just uh, joined the military. He's in the Army. He's a medic. Yeah, man. Okay. So, uh, so anyway, so then you go, so you have this great, you know, season, you guys win league and then you got to face St. John Bosco, right? So we beat mission. Right. And, yeah. uh, remember how I told you we lost that game that Rob Farney got hurt in. Yeah. We played them the first round of playoffs and beat them. We smoked them. It wasn't even, it was I remember a di- that. It was a different, it was a different ball game. It was like 35 to like, Six, wasn't it? Something like that? 35-14, I think, was the score. Um, Ask Cole. Cole would know. Yeah, Cole. Cole. Once Cole grows up, we'll get him on the podcast. Yeah. Um, Never. Yeah, and then we play play Bosco. But um, we don't need to get into that. But continuing on my story. So go into – because this is – okay, so this is what I want to do. I want to talk about your story, and then I'll – just kind of how it's all unfolded because you've done everything right. Yeah. You have not, I mean, when you were younger, I mean, you were three, four times state champ in, you know, growing up in youth and stuff from ages eight to what, 12 made the finals. Did you lose in the finals twice? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, would have been five times. personally, I think you would have been a two time state placer maybe three time definitely would have qualified your sophomore year potentially could have qualified your freshman year um but for sure would have competed for a state title in california and california is the if you could if you are top five in the state of california i mean there's people that are top that place that top eight and go um division division one scholarships yeah i mean we got a guy that's made the ncaa's at uh, oregon state the last three years and he got fifth in california was the highest he ever placed uh, we got a guy that got second that was, you know, multiple time Pac-12 champion. Um, you know, like California is just one of the, it's one of the hardest states to win. Like you would have probably been a three-timer in Missouri, but yeah, you couldn't ever get on the map because of injuries. Yeah. So it was, uh, this my freshman year, I think I, I would have qualified for the state tournament. And then, so my sophomore year I was bigger. And so, I, uh, I was I was gonna I was gonna wrestle 220, and at that weight class I was just so uh, athletic, so athletic and technical. Isn't it weird that 220 was more athletic of a weight class in Missouri than it was in California? You'd think like it would just be different, but when I wrestled in Missouri, the guys that wrestled 220 were really good athletes. Like there wasn't a lot of like buttery like like chubby guys. Like they all kind of looked like me. Like six, yeah. One. I think the thing with, I think the thing with, uh, 
the thing with the guys in Missouri is they all played football. Like a lot of those guys that you wrestled your senior year played football. And so they already had that. And I'm not, I would say, I would say wrestling is a better foundation for football than football is for wrestling. But uh, like just, you know, there is some things like that football will teach you like athleticism and stuff like that. Um, uh, but yeah, I think that the guys that are wrestling at 220 are just, they don't eat right and they wrestle that weight class because yeah. they don't want to cut weight or they don't want to have to go through the, the, the same work at the, at the a lot yeah. of guys. All like this the, to say, yeah, all this to say the guys two, below them are going through. 220 would have been not an easy weight class, but a. No, I mean, it's, you know, once you, once you get to the state tournament, you're going to, you're going to wrestle some guys. But uh, <laughs> I would say, I would say I sophomore year. With the proper conditioning and stuff, I would have been I would have been tough to beat. Mm -hmm. I, I agree with that. Um, so Cole anyway, yeah, the, Cole made the state tournament, and you would destroy Cole. Yeah, is that are you are you actually asking me, or what, what are we what are we doing here? I mean, no, I'm saying like you would probably beat the brakes off of Cole if you guys wrestled. Yeah, I mean, no obviously, he's a, Cole Cole's a stud, but Cole, I mean, Cole will probably place. I mean, I think Cole will place in state next year. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think Cole could. I think Cole could place at the state this year, with his with being a junior, and he'll. Uh, oh, that's what I mean. This year. Yeah, I think Cole will be a, a stud because uh, he's athletic, and what's good for Cole is uh, he's not he's not an intimidating looking dude. Like you know what I mean? Like he puts the singlet on, he looks like you know scrub ball. <laughs> he walks out. He, he walks out. Look. He walks out of the bats like oh, just kicking freaking wrestle man <laughs> it's like he's, he's not like the most jacked human being but yeah he, yeah cole cole is uh cool the thing is is cole's not intimidated by anyone either oh no he's like i mean like he'll go dump like his freshman year i swear man like he he took some really good guys down like first like state yeah. play, i think he took a state placer down first like he just doesn't care you know like cole <laughs> I'll, without telling any stories, Cole's the type of person to get in a fight in in front of the school, <laughs> you know, in the in the pickup yeah. line. Without without giving away any details, like that's yeah, the he's the kind of guy that's in the club, and you know, uh, uh, UFC belt holder walks up, and Cole's like, "What? You want to go? Like, let's come on, let's go." I don't know if he's the one starting the fights, but yeah, no, 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 he's not starting the fight, but he's you know, he's he's not afraid of the of that fight. No, he's not afraid of conflict at all. Like, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, let me let me go put my bag away. Like, let me. Yeah, let me put my bag in the car. Hold on. Hold my beer. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, that's cool. So, yeah. all right, go. So, go ahead. Finish your story. So, so anyway, I get done with football season uh, sophomore year, right, and go back to practice. And the very first day of practice, pop. For wrestling. Done again. And it's like, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I was like how did this happen again? Like, I mean, it's been almost, it's been a year or it's been a little less than a year. Like it just doesn't make sense. Like, and I think it goes to show like the different animal that wrestling really is. Like, I mean, I mean, there's like all sport is good, but wrestling is just, it's far superior. You know what I mean? Like, and there's no, there's no other sport like wrestling. There's no other sport that takes a, a toll on your body. Like, I mean, we can play a football game, right? Uh, and we only play it once a week. But when you go to wrestle, like, I would say one wrestling match is the equivalent of a football game. 
like, you know, like after I would get done with one really tough wrestling match, I would say I feel equivalent to what I felt like after a football game. Yeah. You got to do that. Yeah, it's, it's, you got to do that kinda, five times that day. So like, like, yeah, it's kind of like the difference between walking a mile and running it. Like, obviously yeah. you're going to do it quicker if you run it, but it's, it's the same distance, but you feel way worse. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, and so it's like, ha, and then, and so you go, you talk to your family, you're like, you know, you get an MRI, see what's going on. You ask the doctors what, you know, what to do. And, and you know that like in the back of your mind, you know that you're dangerous at this weight class. Uh, and you know that success is going to be had. And so it's like, what, what do you do? And so I made the decision that I was going to, I was going to wrestle with a torn, torn knee. And, uh, and so I, I'm, I couldn't, I mean, every time I would bend my knee, every time I would do, you know, like hit my knee on the mat, it felt like an ice pick being jabbed in like that socket. Yeah. And so I was like, oh. and so I couldn't, there was a lot of times I just couldn't drill and I would try to wrestle live because then the adrenaline's going and you feel it less. And they're like, well, you got to drill to get better, which is a hundred percent true. Like if you're not drilling, you're not, you're not, you're not getting much better at the sport. Right. And so, uh, and so, yeah, I couldn't drill. So anyway, I, uh, I remember I, I ran into one of the top kids in the state. I think he was, I want to say he was 14 or 15 in the state at that time. Mm. Uh, and so like, it was a hyped up match because I was this, you know, young kid and, uh, he was a, he had proven himself at that weight and he was a senior. I was a sophomore and, and uh, I just, I just remember like feeling so confident that I was just like, I was like, I'm about to show everyone, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so he comes out and he shoots and I was like, get off me. Like, and I got, I got a real quick uh, spin behind and got the takedown. And then, and we go neutral again. I think he got an escape and I just remember blowing through him. So I'm up four one right off the bat. And so, and then I think we go second period, right? And I'm, t I'm tired at this point because I can't do anything in practice. And, uh, and so I remember he gets on top. He, cho he chose top because my knee's all bandaged up and whatever. And I was like, oh. and I couldn't even like get in referees. I think it was so hard for me to get there. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you know, I'm trying to tuck my ankle so he can't really grab that. I'm trying to do what I can. I remember he grabbed it and he like put it up on my back. I was like, Oh, and it hurt so bad. And so I'm like trying and I can't do much. And I finally, like I start, I start screaming cause I'm just in agony and they stop it. I'm like, my, it's my knee. Like, uh, and so I, I, I get, I get, so I knee slide out so he can't get that knee. And, and then I, I think I got up. But at this point, I'm just toast. My my, I'm, I can't. I don't have any fuel left. I've got no. I'm out of gas. And so he ends up. He ends up beating me, because they're like, "You want to be done with the match?" It's like, "No, nah, I, I, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm not just gonna quit in the middle of a match. I'd rather get beat than quit." Mm -hmm. And uh, so I was like, "So he ends up beating me." I'm like, "Wow, like." 
that's just super disappointing. And it's like, it's not like I can go change it. It's not like I can go, you know, uh, you know, get that gas tank. Cause I can't, right. I can't run with the team. I can't drill with the team. I can't condition mm-hmm. with the team. All I'm really able to do is live and I can't do it for that long. Cause I just can't, I can't even walk on my leg. I mean, it's like, and so I'm just like, the knee's getting worse. It's swelling up every, every, after every practice. I'm just like, I, I can't go anymore. Like I, yeah. I can't, can't do anything. So I made a decision that I was just going to have surgery. Um, so there's one sport, right? Wrestling's done as of now. Have my surgery. Uh, the doctor tells mom and dad that if, you know, as, as this, is, this was his exact words, as parents, it's our job to protect our children. And if I were you, protecting my son would, would be asking him to consider not wrestling anymore. And so it's, and they didn't tell me that right off the bat. I remember, I remember waking up from the surgery and, you know, mom's there or whatever. And they didn't, I remember we were driving through Chick-fil-A and mom go, this was a week after, I think after the surgery. And she's like, she's like, yeah, I don't, uh, he, the doctor, I mean, Kramer said that it's not a great idea to wrestle again. And he, he said that, you know, if you really want to protect your knee, like you shouldn't wrestle. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, how is this not brought up to me beforehand? She's like, well, we didn't know how we felt about it. I was like, so I was upset about that. So then baseball season comes around. I'm in the same situation. I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in a boot or not a boot, but a a knee brace and my legs all stiff and whatever. And they're like, they're like, uh, I remember rolling up to practice or a game. It was, they had a game. I remember rolling up in my crutches and I'm on pain medication, but I wanted to be there at the game and sit in the dugout and whatever. And I'm wearing a, I'm wearing a Marine Corps jacket, U S Marine Corps jacket. And I'm so delirious cause I'm in pain and uh, I'm on pain medication. And, uh, I guess the national anthem, and I'm just looking down, like waiting for the game to start. So I guess the national anthem starts playing, right? And I didn't stand up for it. I just hear, and the home of the brave. And I look over, I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, I didn't stand up for the national Like, I just didn't hear it because it was like, it was on the football field. So here's the baseball field, and the football field's over here, and the speaker's like on the opposite side of the football field. And so, like, people will just hear. It wasn't even for us. People just stood up for the national anthem that was playing for the other game. And so I'm like, oh, shoot. So I like, um, I stand up and then I sit down real quick. He's like, and our coach walks up to me. He goes, you didn't even stand up for the national anthem? How rude. And I go, uh, yeah, I just didn't hear it. Like, it's my bad. He's like, if you're going to be a distraction, just leave the dugout. I was like, I didn't, like, I just didn't hear it. And so didn't talk about it the rest of the day. So I come back. Uh, a couple of days later. That coach would get fired if he said that these days. Yeah. Oh, you don't stand for the national anthem. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah, my. So anyway, um, come He's back a couple. Now we don't stand for the national anthem. Yeah. If I ever see that guy on the bar, we're gonna fight. But, oh my uh, gosh! Calm down. 
uh, but anyway, um, we uh, a couple days later, I get to the dugout again, and he's like, "Hey, man, like I don't mind you being here, um, but you're not going to be a distraction." I was like, "What do you mean be a distraction?" He's like, "Well, like the other day, like when you didn't stand for the national anthem, that was just kind of like." That was just distracting. Is really we don't need that in the dugout. I was like, I didn't hear it. Like he's like, oh, you, you can say what you want, but like, I was like, Coach, I was wearing a Marine Corps jacket. Like, why would I, why would I not stand up? If I'm from I, Missouri, like I know what freedom looks like. I'm I'm from the heartland of the United like, States. This is yeah. This is like this is something that means something. Man, I've got family that's you know, served in Vietnam. I've got, you know, family, like a, a uncle that's in the Marine Corps right now. My brother was uh, in Texas. Yeah. I don't know. know what it means to be American. I stand for the flag. I didn't know. So anyway, he's like, I don't want to hear it. Just like, I was like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, and so I was like, why would I not stand? He's like, just say, okay. I was like, no, like I, I didn't do anything wrong. I, I didn't hear the national anthem. Like, and it's, it's a little absurd to think that I wouldn't stand for, the the national anthem i heard it yeah and so he just kept going on and on i was like i'm done with this so i i end up having a conversation with the the varsity coach and he's like yeah man like i know exactly what you're talking about like a couple of days a couple of days ago i was on the field and i was hitting bp or something like that and the national anthem was playing and all my players turned and i was like you know chewing spitting seeds or something i was like what what's going on? And I, and I just I, like at the, I barely, I heard it and I was like, Oh, and then I stood up. So I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And he's like, you were wearing a Marine Corps jacket. I was like, yeah, I was wearing a Marine Corps jacket. Like, it's like, you know, my backstory, you know where I'm from. Like, it's, why would I not stand up for the national anthem? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm going to have a conversation with police, the coach. Police have never profiled me. Why wouldn't I stand up? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's um, everybody calm down. So, uh, so anyway, I, but, uh, yeah, so I just, I was like, I'm done with this coach and, and whatever. And so he ended up getting in trouble for that because it was just so idiotic. It's like, you don't need to treat a player that's just had, you know, I'm sure he's in coach Galatly, the, no, I'm not to say any names, but the head coach was, uh, he was like, he's totally on my side and was like, yeah, man, I feel bad because he knew I wanted to be playing. And it was up. I was just upset. So anyway, a couple weeks later. Does that hit at you a little bit because you were never able to show how good you were at baseball in high school? Yeah. What eats at you more, wrestling or baseball? Because you were – I mean, you were – The wrestling, hitting, the wrestling for sure. You were hitting because, balls out of the park before people knew – like before anybody – like a year or two before anybody else could. Yeah, it was um, – yeah, that was – it was tough, but I mean, the wrestling for sure. Because I mean, to be a state champ in California or to be a state champ in anything anywhere was a major goal of mine. Like I wanted yeah. to do that. Like I, it was something that I I had thought about, and you know I like just with Coach Wade and everything. And, being a high school state champ. Yeah, like being a high school, like all of his, like all of his, like studs and youth were all state champs. You know what I mean? Like. Right, Hunter, and so I was like, "Was Denon wasn't ever a state champ, was he?" Uh, I don't think so. But Floyd, Ethan, right? Like, I mean, they were all studs in high school. They all won. Tyson, uh, 
you know, all these kids, they all won state championships. So I was like, yeah. and they did it in Missouri. So I was like, when I moved out to California, I was like, well, I'm going to go do it in California and, you know, yeah, right. and bring that back to TWA. Yeah, and, it's a much big, much, just to put in perspective for people that don't know wrestling or follow wrestling, if you win a California state title, there's not a lot of places that aren't recruiting you. Like there's more people sending you letters than aren't sending you letters. The only reason people wouldn't send you letters is because they don't, they think somebody's going to get them, you know, yeah. if you win a state title in California, just about every division one school is probably going to send you a letter um, and call your family and, and stuff like that. Like it's a big deal. And in my personal opinion, I think Caden had the, now not to take away from anybody that did it, but I think he had the physical ability and the drive to do it. I know obviously Caden would say that, but I wrestled division one. I went in when Caden was like 14, 15 wrestling 170, and I could not hold him down at some times. Like he was that, like when he was healthy, like he was that hard to like keep on the ground. He was so good. Now I wasn't great on top, but I was still a division one heavyweight. Um, so, and I wrestled with guys that won state in that state. And I knew like how good my brother was like, I, and I'm not just saying, you know, I, I've beaten guys that have won state in California. Like I've beaten, um, people that have won state in other states, and Caden was on par athletically and physically to do that. So, go ahead. So, okay. Um, so, is that? Do you think you'll get an MMA? You'll at least try your hand in MMA then, because of because of uh, that yeah. sour taste. Yeah. Well, I got it. I my whole wrestling career, I I took the wrong approach. And to be honest with you, I, I avoided the, I was good, but I avoided the tough matches. You know what I mean? Like I didn't want, I didn't want to wrestle the kid that was, uh, you know, like, you know, the two time or three times state champ. I just didn't want those matches because I didn't have, I didn't have that mindset of like, I was just so in my head about losing, like, Oh, what's it going to feel like if I lose? Cause I hated the feeling of losing and you know it, like we hate the, we hate to lose more than we love to win, which I, doesn't make sense. Cause I, why do we put ourselves through all that of wrestling? And if, if we're going to hate the hate losing more than we actually love. The if thrill it's of a 50, 50 like, chance that we're going to lose. Yeah. I mean, anything can happen on any given day. And so, uh, but yeah, it was just like, and so what I should have done with my wrestling career is I should have gone after those guys. I don't think that's true. I, I, I also want to fast forward to your junior year of football because at junior year, um, you basically were done with wrestling and done with baseball. But, and then I want to talk about your senior year too, with the tobacco that was COVID. I don't think that's true though, Caden, because you bumped up age groups, you bumped up weight classes. Um, I think you did what you had to do to win state but i don't think you avoided like some of the best guys plus you went to tulsa a few times um never really competed great at tulsa i don't i think you would say that right you didn't think you competed great at tulsa no it was that the moment was bigger than me there um but yeah i think with a different mindset in those matches a lot of those matches are very very different well I like think you is, know what i mean yeah i think this is the problem is you know wrestling wrestling yeah. is 90 percent mental i mean well i think this is the problem too is and i'm not like blaming mom or dad or anything but you know because you were the first one in the family to wrestle 
but it doesn't matter what you do as a 10 year old. It doesn't matter what you yeah. do as a 12 year old. It doesn't matter what you do before high school, like even high school, you know, your first, I mean, yeah, high school matters and stuff, but nobody has ever asked, what did you do when you were 13? So go get those matches, go wrestle two weight classes, go, you know, take a weekend off, you know, like whatever you got to do, um, go headhunt. Like, it doesn't matter. Like I never qualified for state until my junior year of high school. And I was a division one wrestler and I ended up, you know, uh, competing for a state. I, you know, got second in state. So it, it doesn't matter. Nobody, literally nobody has ever come up to me. No accolade will ever say that I did not qualify for state until my junior year of high school. Nobody cares. Yeah. Um, that is all a preparation for getting better. Um, and you just gotta, you just gotta live it up. Like I, there's some things I would change. Um, you know, like that's a big reason I want to, I'm doing MMA is because it puts a salty taste. Like it puts a bad taste in my mouth when I think about my wrestling career. Um, also I feel called MMA. Like I, I think that's what God's called me to do, um, in that platform. But when I think about my athletic career, I think about the mistakes I made and what I could do better. And it drives me crazy that I didn't win a national title in college or even come close to competing for one, you know? So yeah. now it's like, well, okay. Um, but let's fast forward because I want to talk about junior year because the only sport you're – did you know going into your junior year that the only sport you were going to play was football? Uh, we'll rewind a little bit. My sophomore year, a couple – I was going to say it, um, but a couple weeks later they cut me. Oh, from the base, I thought you from the baseball team. How'd they cut you if you weren't playing? They didn't have enough spots, and uh, they said instead of letting go of a couple seniors, we'll uh, mm. we'll just let go of this guy that's injured, and he can try out for the team or whatever. Uh, Next year. Yeah, but they never really gave me the opportunity to try out. But anyway, um, yeah. So junior year. Uh, yeah, I basically knew that that football was was it. Uh, the knee was not there, and I knew that I could not take another season of wrestling. And I knew that it was going to jeopardize my football. Um, I mean, it already had. I, I mean, I wasn't able to go to the, the camps I needed to go to 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 showcase my ability in 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 that sport. So right. like, I couldn't. It was a risk that I couldn't couldn't take gotcha yeah um so okay so let's fast forward to um your junior year of football because you guys were on path like on pace to play for a state title and it all gets stripped away again this is kind of going back to the theme of Caden's done everything right he had three knee surgeries in, co or in high school um, he had to give up two sports and had to settle with playing only one when he was good enough to have a, a lot of options. Talk about your junior year. What happened your junior year? You guys, you, I mean, this was a year ago. You remember, or almost, uh, when was this, 2019? Yeah, so. Almost two years ago. It was, uh, we came out our junior year and, and uh, we had this, this kid transfer in. Yeah, you don't need to name um, any names, I don't think. Yeah, no, we had a we had a transfer in. It was a it was a very very athletic kid, and he was. Uh, you can give his was, name. 
he was good on both sides of the ball. His name is Nick, but uh, he was playing quarterback and he was a very mobile, uh, athletic quarterback. But he was um, he was an even better corner defensive back. Mm. And so we come out and we we're looking really good. Like I mean, we're even better than the year before. Well, okay, but you gotta you gotta rewind because he wasn't starting at the beginning. It yeah, was no, he wasn't. St- he wasn't starting at, at quarterback, but he was starting at corner. Right. So he wasn't starting at cornerback. The person who was starting at quarterback already had a, or he wasn't starting at quarterback. The person who was starting at quarterback already had a scholarship, a full ride scholarship to play golf. Am I correct on that? We don't need to say what's. Yeah, he could have. He could have played. He, yeah, he could have played. Uh, golf at any school in the country you wanted to. I mean, he could have gone. It was like he could have texted any school in the country for golf, and they would have offered him a scholarship right then yeah. and there. Yeah, I don't know anything about golf or what schools are good, but um, so yeah, me neither. But so it's like okay, so football. So he's already signed before the season starts. So football is kind of like a hobby at this point, you know. Yeah, he's just doing it because he wants to, and yeah. he doesn't want to be. He wanted to make it all four years. Um, so yeah, he's starting and he he's just uh he's not doing well. He's not doing the best. He's not and so they decided to give Nick a try and and Nick was he was very different, but he was winning football games. Like he was right. helping us win football games. And so about halfway about 5 games in they decided we're going to go with Nick. And so we start, you know, we're just we're really good that year. Like we just start beating everybody and and uh and so we get into playoffs. And, and the kid who was starting at the beginning but was no longer starting, he decided – or his parents decided that they were going to cause some trouble. And so I remember our first round of playoffs, um, they go – we beat that team pretty handily. Uh, they go uh, – his parents said – in front of a couple people, one being my mom and dad, or two being my mom and dad, they go, well, that's their last game. My mom didn't really know how to take it because it's like, we just beat that team. What do you mean? Like, we're, we're, and we're definitely going to beat next week's team. Uh, and so it's like, that's their, last, that's their last game. So go into next week, right? We win the game. They call us in Monday, and our head coach is almost in tears. Our athletic director comes in. All the coaches are sitting. I mean, it was like, I don't know. I didn't know what I was like. I I was like so nervous. It's like, what am I nervous? Somebody died? Somebody died? Like, what? Is that what you thought? Did you think somebody died? I thought someone died. Well, I thought somebody died. Or I got in trouble for the party I just had at the house. <laughs> I thought somebody found out about my party, and I was like, "Oh shoot!" I was like, uh. "But uh, no, but it." Uh, so uh, they're like, "There was a, there was an error made, and uh, you know we self-reported because we thought the uh, we thought the punishment would be a little less." And so they say, they basically tell us, season's done. You have no chance at a state ch- title. Um, you know, we're going to prepare 
this week like we were going to play because we we're going through the appeal process. <sighs> and so it was uh, – so I remember going to court Thursday and a couple – like the captains and a couple of us went in the room, the courtroom, and they declared CI, – the CIF had a lawyer and uh, Nick Nick's family – got a lawyer and we fought this thing. We were in there for about two and a half hours and we fought this thing and fought this thing. And finally the judge just decided that, uh, that we were at fault and it was just, and it was no mistake of the kid. And, uh, what, but what did they report though? That he, that he, uh, that he transferred and he did it illegally. That's so crazy. And it, how does a judge, and it was because, how does a judge sit there? This judge, do you know the judge's name? I want to put this judge on blast because he's an adult. I don't remember. Okay. Um, I, don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, the only reason I'm not mentioning the, the family or the kid, I mean, I'm sure you can go back and look it up or whatever, is because the kid, because he's a, he was a minor when it happened. I don't want to put his name out there. Um, that I don't know family, if he was a minor, but just leave his name out of it. It doesn't matter. Didn't that family get basically run out of town? Yeah. Yeah, so you're so jealous that your son, who has a full ride Division I scholarship, you should be excited that you don't have to pay for school. Um, you're so jealous that he's not starting on the football team that you go and, and honestly, like, be honest, Caden, should he have been starting? No, no. I mean, we were, I mean, we were winning football games. Yeah, you're so jealous that your son – I mean, that's, has the, that's the point of – I mean, that's the – I'll let you finish, but – that's the point of in an uncorrupt and non-political football team that is solely out there to try to win games. They play the best players and in a lot of, and it's sad and a lot of places and especially in high school, in a lot of places they will play people because of politics, because there's a couple of reasons that people will play over some people. They're older, they're senior, Boosters. their parents, their parents are, uh, they donate a lot of money or they're uh, high in the boosters um, or you have a very good relationship with one of the coaches or your family Related. member is a coach. Yeah. Right. I, um, I, I trust me. I know how that goes. I, and so if we could just do that in high school, it was ridiculous. If we could just obliterate that and get rid of that high school football, high school football to begin with is the purest form of football. You know, there's a, there's no money to be made. You're not playing on TV every day. Um, you know, there's a couple thousand people in 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 the stands, maybe depending on the high school you play at. Yeah. And these kids, these it's kids good. practice all week. They go to school, and they're playing simply because they love to play the game. And for someone to, and for that to be taken away <sighs> from them by politics or because you're upset that your kids just not as good is is horrible and it and it's and it's uh I went it, that and it quite frankly should be unacceptable i went through that in high school like i i didn't even play linebacker my senior year because i knew they weren't going to start me no matter how good i did it was it's it's so ridiculous like put in the best guy like if the other guy that you want to play is not as good play him a little bit but don't sacrifice I mean, I didn't get a single play my junior year on varsity until like the third or fourth game. And I was just like, yeah. okay, the guy you're putting in in front of me 
gets half the tackles I do on the JV games. Like that doesn't even make sense. Like how it, it is all, it, a lot of it is politics and it's, it's so annoying. And, and for those parents that decided, you know what, we're going to sacrifice this whole team because we're upset that, Okay, was it was it true? Did he transfer, even, was it did he transfer illegally? No, he was living he was living with his he was living with his uncle who lived in San Clemente. He legally moved. He changed his address. Um, he filled out all the paperwork. Um, you know, didn't he did all he the in, right. Did they say he, he was did in all, contact with the coaches or something like that? Was that what it was? Maybe I don't I don't know, but it's like if you're gonna move somewhere. You're probably yeah. going to call the coach and be like, hey, I'm thinking about moving here. Oh, cool, great. Like, love well, In no other state is, is that a problem. I mean, I could move from here back to Nixa and call, you know, Smith and have him put me in touch with the, the coaches and be like, hey, yeah, I'm coming out and I wanna, I'd want i like to be a part of the football team. Is there anything? Yeah, is there any way we can make that? It's a stupid rule. It's, yeah, it's, it's a very stupid rule. Anyway, that wasn't what we got. That was not what we got in trouble for. It was that he – missed a box like i mean haven't you filled out paperwork like you know how easy it is to miss a box or forget to write your signature somewhere like he missed a box he missed a box <laughs> and are you serious and so that's what we got and so anyway we forfeit our whole entire season those parents and that uh, judge be ashamed of themselves it, it, it's it's one of those situations where you just don't want to be a part of it and so you just look at the rules and instead of doing the right thing you just say huh eh whatever like it's just a bunch of kids and you take a bunch of opportunities away from kids and it's disgusting and that leads, that leads me into your senior year which is gavin newsom destroying the state of california well hold on let's before we get into that they oh, sorry, uh gavin we'll wait so Vote the over. uh so i was i was being optimistic with the kid right I, I i knew that he was he was young or whatever i i figured that he had no idea what the parents did had done. Um, oh, this kid that was in your was in your school. Yeah, the kid the, the kid that was starting before. Oh, Nick, the oh. At first, I so I, was, I I had sympathy for him. I said, man, like if that if my parents did that, like I would be, I would be ashamed. Like I don't I couldn't see myself going back home. Like I was all these thoughts were going through my mind, and one of our receivers on the team goes, man, like this sucks. And the kid goes, dude, I don't know why you're so upset. It's about time that effer, he said the word, got caught. And I go, I like, I, Kean ran right up to me. Uh, the receiver ran right up to me and was like, Hey man, this is what was just said. Like, I'm like, I'm done. Like there's, I mean, this is my senior season and this is how it ends. Like I was getting ready to play for a state championship and this is how it ends. Like, are you kidding me? And and for him to come up and say that, it's like, dude, you're never gonna you're never gonna strap on the pads again. You're gonna go swing a club and and you know, and get to party and travel all over the country playing the, the most beautiful golf courses in the world. And you want to ruin something so special as like a state championship that doesn't come around right. every year. Yeah. It's like, are you kidding me? Like I got I get it. Like if you had nothing to do with it and you didn't know what was going on, your parents and your parents ratted us out or whatever you want to call it. But for you to side with them and for you to say that it's about time that he got caught, dude, he's better than you. He was winning football games. Yeah, hey, you you jumped in in the Mission Viejo game last year and, you know, helped us win that game. But it's like, 
what have you done this year? You haven't done anything. You've sucked. I mean, we lost, we lost the game because of you. You can't, you can't get the offense going. So don't, how can you ruin and, and these are kids, the seniors, he was a senior that year. The seniors that, that were on the team, there was, I was very good friends with them, but he was even better friends with them. He went to second grade with, he's known these kids since second grade. He's, you know, he's grown up with them. He's been their best friends for, for, you know, 14 years or whatever you want to call or not even 14, like 12 years or whatever you want to call it, dude. And for you to ruin their season and think it's okay. I mean, we put in so much time for a state championship and for us to get there, like, you know, it's one thing to lose your last game, but to lose your last game, not even being able to play, knowing that you were going to – like, I mean, the chance – I mean, you had dominated teams that barely beat this team. Like, are like, are you kidding me? Like, it's just not – Well, and – yeah. it. Uh, hopefully, God willing, I pray that they – you know, I mean, that was just a bad action. That was a horrible thing. It was jealousy. And I hope their hearts have turned from that because that's terrible to take opportunities away from kids. And then you think, okay, here's a team that maybe could win a state title. Let's see what we can do next year. Right. And so at this point, you know, you're, you're done with those sports. You've just decided, Hey, wrestling or football is the thing for me. I'm going to get a football scholarship, all that. And COVID happens. And California is one of the few States that, will not bring sports back because California has the worst governor in the entire United States. I, I 100%. It, I mean, by no metric there, I think that more, I mean, I don't know how many people have died, but there's probably been more people die in California of COVID. So if you want to use that number, there's been more people leave California because of lack of freedom. The taxes and gas prices are higher in California than anywhere else. Um, Gavin Newsom has decriminalized pedophilia. Um, what else has he done? He's, he's, uh, he's free. He's free. He's pardoned pedophiles. I mean, there's he's a guy pardoned, that... hardened criminals, murderers, rapists, pedophiles. He's put them out back out on the streets. He's made it illegal for a business. Unless you're the Grammys, he's made it illegal for a business to go in and take homeless people out. But if you're the Grammys or the Emmys, you can go move those homeless people, move their possessions. Um, you know, if somebody, if you own a business in California, in some places, if somebody goes and parks a tent in front of, in front of your business, you are not legally allowed to take any kind of action. It's crazy. It's crazy. He's made unless California- it's at his, unless, his, unless it's at his uh, winery. Yeah, it's unless different. it's at his winery or unless it's at the Emmys, or the Grammys, whichever one, nobody cares. Nobody watched it. It had like 70% less people watch this year than the lowest year they've ever had. So um, they also get $200,000 gift baskets. Did you know that? Was it, it was either Grammys or the Emmys or the Oscars or whatever. They went in, <clears throat> they moved everybody out of the station. They forced everybody to leave. And then they go in and they, they move all these people, which you're legally not allowed to do if you have a business. And like, all these homeless people, and then each one of the nominees got like a $200,000 gift basket with like phones, computers, shoes, like all this stuff. And it's like, you people don't, and then, and then 
to top it off, Gavin Newsom gets caught in multiple different restaurants. Um, the French Laundry, he was with George Lopez, who I thought George was supposed to be in Mexico. What, what happened to that? I, I have spent more time in Mexico in the last, since Trump got elected than George Lopez has, but that's besides the point. And George said he would move there. Um, but that's besides the point. You know, he's a terrible comedian with a horrible show. And, uh, and, and so Gavin is caught in these restaurants and instead of apologizing, instead of, you know, doing the right thing and saying, hey, these mandates are, are a little hard to follow and I'm having trouble following myself. Nope. His kids are allowed to go to private school. He's allowed to go to the French Laundry. He's allowed to go to Mexican restaurants after he mandates that you can't do that. After he tells people that they can't uh, have their businesses open right next to um, Hollywood filming. You, you can't have the exact same setup as Hollywood because Hollywood doesn't uh, Hollywood makes us money. You don't taxes go up, gas prices go up. Oh, and to top it off high school kids who are not affected by COVID can't have a, a sports season. So you think, okay, well now my senior year, well, now we're going to have a chance to win a state title. We're going to pull it together this year and your entire season gets stripped from you. Talk about that. Sorry. I went on a little rant on Gavin Newsom. Gavin, I'm praying for you, man. Uh, I'm not praying for you to get reelected. I hope you get recalled and, and never get another government job again, but I'm praying for you, man. You, you, uh, I can tell you're hurting brother. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was tough. Um, you know, you, uh, like you said, you, you go from one year getting ready to win a state title or what it looks like you're going to win a state title. And, and then, uh, and then you you lose some guys, and then you get back, and you're like, hey, we're we're still uh, we're still put together, we still um, we still got a shot to do this thing. Like we're not we're not too far gone. Like we can we can we can still we can still get this thing done. And so, uh, you know, I, obviously, I, I'm my first priority is is winning games, right? I'm just, I'm just wired that way. I want to win games, and I want to do what's best for the team, and and I'm not going to ever do anything to jeopardize the team. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm looking, I'm looking out for me too. So as far as, as far as, uh, you know, the next level goes, I was, I got one sport left and I want to go, I want to, I want to play this at the highest level possible. And, you know, I'm playing at one of the, high, I'm playing at the highest level of high school football competition there is. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm really doing well. And so, you know, I, I got the interest of several uh, Division One schools, and I was talking to several Division One schools. They were coming on campus, asking to see me. Um, you know, they had liked my film, and you know, the dead period, the dead period hits because of COVID. They're not allowed to travel. They're not allowed to go see these kids. And so, uh, you know, I remember right before that happened my coach calls me into his office, right? He goes, Hey man. And I was just, I just literally got off the phone with the air force Academy and he's like, yeah, man, we really like your film. Um, you know, we think you're a stud, you're high on our board. It's like, that's awesome. And you get an offer from the air force Academy, you're set up for life and you're going to be doing well. Right. Yeah. And you, and, and you get, you know, you get military training and you get to play at the sport you love. Well, and um, now too, with with what Trump you can get tries, drafted. 
Well, yeah, now too, you can go do your, your pro time, then do your military service. I, yeah. Yeah. The military is great. Man. Military. If you, if you're complaining about free college, go to the military, just shut up and go to the military, serve our country, go to the military. Yeah. So, um, so he, I get off the phone with them and a day or two later, he calls me in. He's like, Hey man, um, Colorado state just watched your film. They really like you. They need a guy or two to commit somewhere else. And they're going to offer you a full scholarship. Uh, you know, I'm seven. Was I, yeah, I was 17 at the time. And so, you know, I'm still young, whatever. And I'm like, dude, this is what I've dreamed of. Like awesome. coming from Branson, Missouri, coming from Branson, Missouri, where no one gets out, no one plays college football at that level. And, you know, and you're going to, you're going to be that guy to, to prove everyone wrong from that state and from that, from that town. You're going to be that guy that, that did it. I just have to and say, I was, you're still going to be that guy. Don't. Yeah. You're at a great school and you got a great opportunity. Like you're, you're going to strap up on in division one. So just, yeah, the, the best is yet to come. But, um, so yeah, I'm like, dude, I'm just, I'm just elated. I couldn't be happier. You know, I'm on top of the world. I, mom and dad are happy for me. Uh, I was talking to several other schools. Remember Wyoming was one university, of Arizona was one, um, Nevada was yeah. one. So the biggest, the biggest issue, it wasn't your numbers. It wasn't your ability. It was, I mean, what was the thing? I mean, it just the injury because I mean, you, you hadn't been able to go to camps. I mean, that's how they do some recruiting. And I hadn't been able to go to camps. Um, and there was some things that they still wanted to see from me. Uh, I think a lot of them didn't know, um, didn't know how big I was, you know, right. Uh, and you know, you can, you can go ask Christopher, but everything, he's just like, he's telling mom, like, you know, when I'm around him, there's just like a certain like presence, you know what I mean? Like it's a, that's a really big kid and he's yeah. a huge Florida state fan. So he knows what, you know, division one football players look like. And he, right, you know, right. Chris, he's highly intellectual. Um, and he knows that this stuff. Is, this is my impression of Chris right now. I'm like, well, if anybody could just see him, like they they would definitely offer him. I mean, he's he's like six foot two, two twenty, like is it, what, like around that, two twenty, two twenty. This is recorded, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was spot on, dude. Yeah, right? just, yeah dude. So I mean, he, he's his size is just. I mean, he, he's a big kid. Or he, he, smart and got good grades. Like anybody could. And he, and he, it's just unbelievable. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he was just like. Dude, that's good. That's good. You did that better than Chael Sonnet did. But uh, um, Chael Sonnet doesn't even know. But uh, he, he, uh, yeah. So he was just like, dude, that kid. I mean, I've watched the tape and stuff. And everyone I've talked to, I've talked to, um, you know, my coaches who have played in the NFL, played at the the highest Division One level. Right. Um, you know, I talked to a Heisman Trophy winner, Marcus Mariota. He was, you still uh, keep in contact with him? Uh, no, I mean, uh, you I, have his e him on the I have podcast his email. I have his email. I have his, if you emailed uh, him and said, hey, number. would you be on my brother's podcast, would he do it? Maybe. I don't know. Might have to reach out for him. We'll for figure you. it out. We'll get but, my uh, on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I reached out. To, I, he was a uh, shout out to him, man. If anyone's watching this, that is a, that is a classy dude. That is a, that's a, in my book, a highly respected, um, highly respected dude. I mean, to do what he did to win a Heisman trophy, um, you know, really put 
Oregon on the map mm-hmm. in college football. Um, like that guy's that guy's a stud, and, and I'm just you know I was a young kid and I asked for help, and you know a guy his a guy at his status could easily been like no get away from me, and for him right. to to show me that love and be like yeah I mean let me send me the film like let me give you my email let me give you my number and and send it to me and for him yeah. to watch it and be like hey man like you know, I played against the best in the world and for, for him to say like you know I I see major division one talent yeah. division one talent here is uh you know makes me feel good and yeah. um That's you cool. know it makes you think I'm on the right track but uh yeah, so it was, uh, long, long story short, you've got all the talent. You've got all – the only thing is you just need a couple more games, and, right? And, yeah, I just need – I just need a – I need – well, I need these coaches to see me. I need right. them – I need them to stand up next to me, you know, talk to me, um, you know, shake my hand or whatever. Uh, and they can't. They can't. They're not allowed to travel. Right. They're not allowed to go see these kids. Uh, and so whatever. So he's like, hey, man, like – you, you might you're probably going to get Colorado State and uh you know once that hits a couple of schools are probably going to offer you after that because that gets the snowball effect going um and then and then uh you know that a lot of these bigger schools are going to want to see uh, the first three games I was like oh first three games are you kidding me like I mean I've shredded these guys for the last two years as a senior being older it's going to be should be good and um right and so Newsom shuts everything down. World shuts down. He goes, and we're going to delay this, the season. And this is not to say that COVID isn't real. Um, this is just to say that you can't shut down people that aren't at risk for it. A bunch of 17, 18-year-olds yeah. that are not at risk. And you can look at the numbers. They're not. I, I Comment. I don't care. If you comment ne- negatively, that only helps my channel out. So go ahead, comment. Leave a review. I don't care. Um, but they're not at risk. It's, it's yeah. ridiculous. Like, just have the game. Don't don't yeah. have crowds if that's what you're concerned with. Yeah. But at this point, it's getting overblown because anybody that wants access to the vaccine can have it. And yeah. if you're forcing people to do it, that's just mark of the beast. Just saying. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he shuts everything down and. And so he's like, we're going to back the game. We're going to back the season up a couple months or a month. Uh, and then it goes from a month to two months, two months to four months. And, oh then, my gosh. and so 14 gets, days to 14 months. I mean, it's just it gets to the point. It gets, it got to the point where it was like, he was making the decision. It was late in January. Uh, yeah. Late January. Cause I turned 18. I remember the season started after I turned 18. Um, and so he was making this decision whether or not he was going to let us have a shortened season or if he was going to not let us play at all. He finally made the decision that we were going to have a five-game season. We were allowed to play five games. There's no playoffs. There's no. There's nothing after the five games. There's no hope of a state title. So that's out the window again. And so it's like, well – and here I am. I'm. I'm like. Well, I can look at it this one. I can look at this one of two ways. I can look at it. Oh, I never got the shot to win a state title, and I never got all that. Like all this was taken from me. Or I can look at it like. 
in these five games, I can go do everything that I can possibly do. I can go play like a different animal mm-hmm. or I can just, you know, say boohoo, like poor me. Right. And so, uh, we, um, we get the fight, we start playing and we are playing like monsters, right? Like we, we start playing and so we're four and oh going into the mission viejo game mm-hmm. and they're ranked right up there again and they're talking and, and this time you weren't the only robertson getting called on the microphone yeah and at this point, a bit. No, no offense but you might have got outshined a little bit by little bro hey man it's passing the torch gotta happen at some point <laughs> what cole had like two sacks for loss yeah, both sacks are usually like, for loss, but yeah, I was just gonna um, say that was the stupidest freaking thing I've ever seen. Shut up, leave me alone. I so anyway, so anyway, you know, I I played in my sophomore year, I played in my, my junior year, and they were and, ranked higher this year too, weren't they? Yeah, they were. I think they were at at nine or That's eight. That's where I'm getting the nine from. Eight or nine, yeah, in the nation, uh, not in the state, in the nation. Yeah, and so it's like. It's like, hey, I, I've done it before. Everyone's, you know, like all these younger kids is, are like, oh, my gosh, mission's so good this year. We're going to play him again. I remember mom was like, and, oh, well, we're going to – Oh, yeah, we're, they're going to lose the last game. And I'm like, mom, and, shut up. Like, I know you tell Caden that stuff. Yeah, she's – I love her to death, but she's negative about some stuff. She's the most pessimistic but, uh, person. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, at this point in my high school football or career, I've played them – four times and I was just like dude I remember saying it I was like I was telling my buddy Ryland who uh was an he was a good football player I was just remember he's like dude everyone's just so worried about the game because it's our last football game we know our win or lose we know it's our last game yeah and I was like it's not gonna budge I just knew that I just had this certain calmness I don't know I felt we were at our stadium. I just had this calmness, and it was just like, I'm I'm not a like I'm not intimidated by this team. They can talk all they want. They can have all the athletes they want. Right. They can, you know, do all this. But they have not. And I told my buddy. I I, I remember the conversation. I uh, I told him. I said, Hey, I was like, He's like, What's up, dude? He's like, We're gonna win this game. He's like, yeah, man. And he said it like not very confidently. I was like, no, we're going to win this. We're going to win this effing game. And I was like, you know, I was like, you know why? And he's like, why? I was like, because they haven't been through half of the stuff we've been through. We just lost a coach. We just lost one of the coaches uh, to COVID. He just died. Uh, You lost your mom a couple years ago. Uh, One of our buddies lost his dad. Um, you know, the whole state deal got taken away. Uh, you know, we've been through more adversity, more death, more, you know, you name it than any other high school program ever has. And so I was like, we're going to win this game. And I have a picture, dude, and I could, I can go grab it, but I have a, and it's like, I'll just, I'll think about this every day. I have a picture of the captains walking out and there's like, there's one captain is I'm not mentioning names, but one captain's looking down 
the other two guys are kind of looking down, looking straight to the side or whatever, and the camera's pointed right at me. It's clear as day, and I'm looking right at the camera, and I just got this smirk on my face. It was just like, I don't know, if you look at it, you know the situation, it just looks like a like a like a battle tested warrior dude like you like I just had so much confidence I just I just knew that like you know I knew I knew what the outcome was going to be man yeah so you had it and then what'd you guys beat him by Uh, we beat him by we beat him by three but it was it was uh they got a lucky touchdown it was tipped and it was uh but it was it was bad they, they beat you your junior year yeah yeah to win league yeah so and then Cole, our littlest brother, the little man, Cole Meister, squishy. He uh, he, he got two sacks. He he did he play for you? Your knee was sore, so he went in for you, or was he playing for somebody else? Uh, my shoulder kept popping out. Oh, that's right, your shoulder kept popping out. So what? Okay, so what? Because I'll be honest, man. You've had a crazy, and I, we had this conversation about what a year ago, maybe. You had a crazy high school experience. everything that went wrong like for me I almost everything that went wrong for me in my high school and my college career was within my control outside of my senior year tearing my knee like everything was in within my control everything for you was outside of your control and what I've seen this last year and I actually had a a prophet that came to our church and he was talking about you um, because he was talking to me well, God was talking to me through him, but he was talking about you. I think I had been praying for you a lot or something like that. Um, and I was just worried about the knee surgeries and everything. And and he was talking about like how God's got you and I've got it recorded. I might send it to you, but yeah, he, was please like, do. he was like, Hey, and I know what's going on with your little brother. And, and I'd never met this guy before in my life. And I, nobody knew, um, cause I wasn't really talking to anybody. So it, it was definitely God because nobody else would have known. Um, and, and he's like, Hey, and I know what's going on with your little brother. And, uh, and I got him like, don't worry. Like I'm going to take care of him. So one thing I've noticed with you is obviously we've all kind of, you know, planted our feet in the ground politically, but I think with you and with Cole too, but you guys have really stepped into your faith, like no other this last year. Um, and it's been tough because there's no community, but I think sometimes community can take away from faith. Yeah. Uh, if it's bad community. So I think I've just seen, and you can talk about this a little bit if you want, I don't know. Yeah, I'd like to. But your faith has really, I mean, now you're like calling me and talking about faith. And honestly, like there was a time, especially when I was in Portland and maybe in Mexico a little bit too, where I was like, man, my brothers are challenging me. Like my little brothers are challenging me in faith and I feel lost. And they're telling me how great their life is and like how great their faith is and stuff like that. And how strong they are and like it encouraged me and and i think i've always i mean without like you know sounding arrogant like i think i've always been that for you guys and for you guys to do that for me this last year has been um it, it's been inspiring and it's been really cool um just to kind of see you like root yourself in christ as opposed to rooting yourself in. i mean because when football gets taken away i mean i think i think that's the thing we all kind of realized in, in COVID, or at least we should have realized is what do you have when everything gets taken away, right? Because your family can get taken away. Your friends can get taken away. Your sport can get taken away. But your faith can't be, you know? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I just thought it was really cool this last year with everything that went on 
And I just want to encourage you. Obviously, there's a lot that you couldn't control, but there's also a lot you can. And you control where you're at now. You control what you're doing now. Um, I said I got that book. It's right here. It's called Extreme Ownership. Um, yeah. Get it on audiobook or read it. It's really, I mean, the pages are super easy to read. It's a real easy read, but I'm probably going to read it again just because it is a life-changing book. But take extreme ownership of what you can control and, and make the best of it. Talk to the people. If there's things lingering that are in the path or that are in your life that you don't want there, tell somebody and ask them, what should I do? Tell somebody that's been through it and ask them, what should I do? Um, you know, get prayer on a daily basis, have godly men around you, you know, especially with COVID too, and the school you're at, you're not going to be partying. You're not going to be doing that stuff. So you're going to be able to be in school and set good habits for yourself. Um, just keep doing, setting those habits. Um, do what you've been called to do. Uh, did you want to touch on that a little bit or do you want to wrap it up? Yeah, no, I wanted to touch on that. Um, like you said, I, I really leaned into my faith and, and so much was not going my way. And so much was, you know, it, things were just getting so tough. And, and, uh, you know, I was at a point where I got to the point where I was like, you know, like, I mean, I do all the right things, you know, I, I've, I've never been the guy, uh, you know, me, I, uh, Dad always says excuses get you nowhere. Yeah. I've never been the guy that parties. I don't, you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll is just not my thing. Right. Uh, you know, and, uh, mean, and so meanwhile, I was doing you that. Throw, meanwhile, you throw a big rager at the house that you thought got you guys in trouble for your junior yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was, that was before I dived real deep into my faith. Oh, my gosh. Um, this is BC, before Christ. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so, I, you know, I, I was doing the right things. I was um, – you know, I was studying, I was, you know, doing, I was doing well and really well in school. Um, you know, I, I was working very hard. Um, and you know, I, I was just like, and especially with the, with the surgeries, I was like, what, right. what is going on? Like, right. why, why, like, why does this have to be me? Like, why, what, what did I do to deserve this? And so, I just remember getting home that night after I, I blew it the third time. Yeah. Keep telling your story. I'm going to go pee real quick. Yeah. And I just remember getting home that night after, uh, after I blew my knee out the third time and I was just in tears. I couldn't, I just didn't understand why this was happening to me. And I just remember, I just remember, um, my mom telling me like, I, I don't know why this is happening to you, but, um, and the thing, the thing that she said to me, and I might get this tattooed because I just love it so much was the thing that she said to me was she, uh, she said, God sends his strongest soldiers to fight his toughest battles. And you're going through a battle right now. Mm -hmm. And, and the only reason that you've been sent to this battle is because you're strong enough to, you know, deal with it right. and so I was like you know I, I gotta I gotta I gotta push through I gotta lean I gotta I gotta see it through you know 
because any anybody in my situation could have could have threw in the towel you know what i mean like they could have right. said they could have said you know i've lost two sports football's done i'm not at i'm not at the level i should be because of these injuries and i'm not going to get there right you know I mean? three knee surgeries three or two years taken from you um out of your circumstances two sports that you had to quit i, I mean that is a lot i've never yeah. had any of those things happen to me and i still wasn't like a great college wrestler like you know what i mean like um but you've got to take ownership you, you've yeah. got to decide what what can you do to well i gotta control it. what i can control right and that's what i decided i was gonna do i said this isn't gonna define me like at some point i am going to be healed right. um and i think that the thing that was uh a knock on me was my speed right. uh all throughout high school and so i said you know like I'm going to make this weakness a strength. This is not going to be a weakness anymore. Right. And so I, I did, I worked, I mean, I was going, I was training three times a week with my trainer. I was driving, you know, 30 or 45 minutes over there. And I was, you know, training and dude, I mean, I hate to brag, but like this white boy could fly now. <laughs> What's your 40 now? Are you in the four uh, sixes yet? Yeah. I would say I'd touch a four six. What's your official 40? 474? A low 47, yeah. Uh, I think 472. But that was a while ago. You think you're faster now? A lot faster, yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. No, I and think. It's, and, then, and, then the, and then the question is the question is, where do you, uh, where do you, like, the, like, the question is, like, where are you at if those three knee surgeries don't happen and you do all that training? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Cause I remember, dude. As soon as I got cleared to run, I was, I was doing these sprints, and I mean, it felt like I had two hundred pounds of weight on me. Like I just couldn't. It was I could my. I did didn't you run have, like a five five, and then you went and got. Uh, you yeah, I wasn't. Five, five. I wasn't. I couldn't break five zero for a while after my last knee surgery. And then, like two months later, you were running a four seven. Something like that. Yeah. I beat Cole in a forty the other day. When I was in town. Really? Yeah. Well, he forfeited. He didn't want to race. And he was like, oh. yeah, let's do it. Let's go do it. And I was like, okay, let's go do it. And then he was like, no, I don't want to run. I just had a game last night. I'm sore. I'm like, so is that a forfeit? He's like, yeah, whatever. I'm like, okay, I win. So I win. I think I could beat Cole in a 40. No, you couldn't. I think so. No, he couldn't. Okay, well, Cole's let's, fast, little guy. Let's test it. Well, what's he run? Like a 4.8? Four, 4.78? Eight? Four, eight? He's fast. He's I, low four seven. I know, but I, I I don't think I can let Cole beat me in anything. Uh, you're not. He's. I promise you, you're not going to let it beat you. He's going to beat you. Yeah. Well, let's go do it. I'm going to be there next weekend, so we'll do it. Yeah. Um, no, but so what I was going to say is, I think you found a reason to put your identity in Christ. Not. I mean, not that there wasn't reasons before, but like you were shown like. Okay, because whether football works out, whether you do MMA, whether you go in business, um, no matter what happens, like whether you decide to go in the military, like whatever you want to do, be a doctor, yeah. um, you have a lot of options. Um, yeah. But you're, that's think, not your identity. That's not who you if are. I can, if I can interrupt you for a second, I think – You can't. Uh, shut your mouth. <laughs> um, 
I think that uh, you know, like I, the Como I, brothers. I had to find I had to find my identity in something because it wasn't going to be drinking, it wasn't going to be smoking, it wasn't going to be you know objectifying women, uh, and so I was I had one thing to lean on and and thankfully I found um, I found a really good friend. I mean he he's probably going to end up being my best man in my wedding, but like he think he thinks so much alike. We think so much alike and and uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's an inside joke. When it, many of you, you might not understand it. And Derg, if you're watching this, we'll have my brother Derg, calls you Hitler too. Let's have Derg. Let's have Derg share this podcast. Yeah, uh, not knowing that he's in it, but <laughs> yeah, dude. So yeah, I mean, I found him, and and I'm just able to, you know, really have conversations with him, and that I just could not never have with, um, with anyone else. And right. and I always like like the friends I had in high school, all, I mean, their identities were in like getting girls and, and drinking and partying any chance they got. And it's just like, I, I I mean, I, and to tell you the truth, that was another thing that was so, that was difficult for me in my high school career was, was I lost so many friends because of the decisions that I made. And I was, uh, you know, in a way like outcasted mm-hmm. and that, that hurt, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, Oh, I've been there, dude. I get it. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Bible says, and I'm not saying this about your friends or whatever, high schoolers have different priorities, but, yeah. um, I mean, the Bible says that Satan is the, the, the king of this, this age, like he's the king of this world. And so when the world's doing something and you decide you're not like, you're not going to be their friend. That's just how it works. Yeah. You know? Um, and honestly, you should count that as a blessing because it's a lot easier to stay away from those things. If the people that are doing them don't like you. Yeah. And, and it's a lot better to stay away from them. It's hard because I'll say this, Satan advertises a lot better than God sometimes, but God delivers a lot more than Satan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Satan is like the sleazy car salesman that sells you um, a freaking lemon. Or Ferrari with no engine in it. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, right. No, yeah. Right. It's like, okay, it looks pretty, but it doesn't do anything. And and God's like, no, I'm going to sell you the best car. I'm going to sell you a Toyota that's going to work. You know? Yeah, it's going to be reliable. Right. It's never going to break down on you. Right, and you're going to love this car. Um it might not look as cool as the Ferrari. This might be a terrible analogy. I don't know. It might not look as cool as the Ferrari. Yeah, it's good. Uh, it's look, at us, look at us Robertson boys. We're, we're like the Cuomo brothers when they're on CNN, you know? Like, it's just, it's great. Besides the, the misogyny and the, the butt slapping and the, it'd be an Italian, I'm Italian, Italian. So, <laughs> those guys are stupid. Oh, anyway. Um, no, but that's basically... That's basically what it is. Um, it, it, Satan, I always say, I say this all the time, Satan false advertises. He, he, he tells you about a product, how good a product is that he's not selling. Yeah. You know, like if he's, if he's trying to get you, you know, wrapped up in sexual addiction or pornography or whatever, he's going to use God's good gift and design and put those feelings on something that isn't, that shouldn't be there. You know, like he's going to, because 
like God invented sex. God invented a good time. Like God invented parties and friends and relationships and, and all these things. It's all been corrupted. Yeah. And, but Satan doesn't like, it's not like those feelings are just like bad. They're misplaced. Yeah. And Satan tells you, Oh, you can get this from this, which it's not true. You can get this from God's word. It just doesn't like God's not being as loud as him or we're not listening as, as bet as good. I, you know, I think there's a lot of that too. So, yeah. but, um, no, that's great, man. That's cool. Where are we at? We've been, we've been at this podcast for a couple hours now. Two exactly right now. Oh my gosh. Wow. I was expecting 40 minutes, but you have a good story and, uh, I hope people listen to it. I'll probably post this podcast, uh, like Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. Thanks for coming you said, on. Uh, you said, uh, you yeah, dip my foot in the water in MMA. You might be, uh, you might be seeing that me in that squared circle not too far from now. Squared circle? Yeah, squared circle is an octagon. You're blowing my mind with your intelligence right now. This is unbelievable. You've never heard the octagon called the squared circle? No. I've been covering MMA for a long time, Caden. I'm pretty sure I would have heard that by now. Go look it up. Everyone calls the octagon the squared circle. Not Chael. Not Colby. Not Alan Browder. They don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, these people have uh, been on my podcast and in the UFC. So I'm yeah, no, I'm, I'm here to tell you that <laughs> they're illegitimate. I got to go. All right. I think we're done All right. here. All right. See I got to get off here. All right, see you, I'll bud. see you Friday. Dang it. What? You said you're going to see me Friday, so I said, dang it, that doesn't sound fun. Goodbye.